0: Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one.
1: Hey guys, this is Liz Canbay. This is Nikki Collins. What up, guys? This is Evan Carson. <S-A>. Hey, this is Hey, this is Jordan Canada. This is Asia Wilson.
0: Welcome to the WNBA Nation. Welcome in WNBA Nation. The links are hurting. The storm are rolling, and the league is beefing. But before we get any of that out of our system, Kyle, there is a new addition to the WNBA family. This is my co-host, Kyle Haywood. He's he's not the new addition, but <laughs> I I introduced that really badly. Yeah. <laughs> but why don't you tell us a little about the uh, the new girl dad in our midst uh, and how happy we are for him. And then we will get to a stacked show for you guys today.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so we mentioned this before. uh on uh, on our stream. I can't remember if we had it in the actual episode or not, but uh, our co-host Steve and his lovely wife Jenny welcomed another addition into their family. Steve is officially joining the ranks of the hashtag Girl Dads um, and uh, they ha- they welcomed their new little girl Eliza Joy uh, into the world on let's see, last Tuesday so the 8th. Um, super stoked for them. They're such good parents, and just like it was I don't know it feels like Logan, I don't know about how it feels like for you, but it almost feels like we kind of gain like a niece, you know what I mean, like oh, I feel 100%. like i interact I interact with you guys and even like your like Jason and Steve, like I think about like them and their families as much as I think about like my own like siblings and, and and like in-laws is that weird? No, <laughs> I mean it's, it's so true. I don't have kids of my own, so all the kids in my life are
0: just the kids in my life. Um, uh-huh. So I have actual nephews and nieces and then I've got friends' nephews and nieces like I uh I just moved out of Taylor and Tristan's house but their baby's name was Logan um and so I mm. felt like that's I'm basically like I, I don't know how we're related but somehow I feel like She's like, I gotta watch out for her. If anyone wants to date her in like 20 years, I'm gonna be like,
1: nope. <laughs> uh, like,
0: so, <laughs> uh, I'm really excited to be doing this show with you tonight, Kyle. Uh, and obviously we are, we are very pleased with, with Steve's announcement and, and he and Jenny are doing really well. Baby's doing really well. Looks like Henry's okay with having a little sister around.
1: Yeah, I'm stoked to see how Henry is just gonna be an awesome big brother. So. But we got, we got stuff to hit today, um, and boy,
0: do we, we're going to have some truth corner for you listeners today, as yes. well as a little bit of analysis of what this year's All-Star game is going to look like, because there will be one. And then we'll talk about a couple teams and how they're doing in the standings and what games are ahead uh, as we look at the week ahead. We're recording this on Monday, which means we've got a lot of stuff coming down the pipe. We are going to start with the truth. We don't have a drop for this, but it's going to be like the truth like it's gonna be like the (laughs) like the uh is it law and order that has like the guy yeah like yeah
1: it's gonna be like ready i don't know if jason's (laughs) gonna find something like as he's recording this tomorrow morning but eventually we will have a sound clip that will help us like transition into the truth corner yes so it's gonna be sick
0: the truth so that's that's what it's gonna be. I'm gonna. I get to host on the on the Monday show, which means I get to lob questions over Kyle's way, uh, and he has to answer them, which is gonna be a lot of fun. And we're gonna start off tonight with the hot topic of the evening: some beef tonight between yes. Skylar diggins Smith and the majority of the New York Liberty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was a back and forth. If if you're on WNBA Twitter, you probably saw some of it. We don't need to go into the whole thing necessarily Uh, i don't want to i don't want to bore you necessarily with reading uh reading tweets but there were some fighting words in fact one of jasmine's tweets said as much and i agreed i you know when you when you tell someone to shut the f up uh that's that's reasons to go um there (laughs) there are a handful of reasons to go and that's if someone spits on you someone insults your family if someone tells you to shut the f up it's you go uh these teams don't play each other until late August. So this is going to have to linger for a little while. Maybe it'll fizzle out and die, but I don't expect it will. But one of the the main kind of conceits of the beef was uh Bleacher Report and a couple other outlets were tweeting out a Skylar Diggins-Smith highlight the other night of her putting a nice move on the Liberty defense, sending Dee, Dee to the ground uh and and taking it to the basket. You even got a little bit of Brittany Griner celebrating afterwards with like a kind of a Shaquille O'Neal like, oh, I can't believe that just happened." sort of face. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and Jasmine was was kind of defending her teammate saying, "Hey, we got the W." And a lot of other players in the league chimed in and said, "Yeah, but she still got her ankles broke." And a lot of other fans and media started chiming in and before you knew it, there was just like this whirlwind of of WNBA beef happening before our eyes. So, that's my very long way of bringing you into this discussion, Kyle with a very simple question. Is it okay to pimp your moves and your highlights in games where you ended up with the L?
1: Ooh, we just sent this, uh, We I just sent that same question out and I knew this question was coming uh, just the way that you were prefacing it. So I just threw that out into our, our Twitch uh, chat here. I'm in, interested to see how people reply that I, how people reply is not going to overall affect how I answer this question. Um, You absolutely can still hype up your own, uh, highlight. Like you can still be stoked about a highlight, even if you lose the game, right? Like I, I don't think that, um, I don't think that there's like, uh, just because you, you didn't end up with the W doesn't mean that it takes anything away from the play. It can add something if you win or if it's a part of the win, but I don't think it takes away from the play. If you, uh if you take the L so i will say that however that that being said um am i the type of person that would uh you know be uh would call out that they took the L after they post the highlight sure i also would be that person too all right so <laughs> um someone is saying in the chat someone is saying in the chat uh players on the fever do it all the time <laughs> yeah can you imagine can you imagine uh indies uh, uh like lack of highlights <laughs> if they could only post highlights during a win yeah, there fair. wouldn't be anything posted you know so that's i feel that. so logan you and i just recently watched uh uh an mnba as as steve affectionately calls uh that league we watched an mnba game the other day uh between the nuggets and the blazers and uh Damian Lillard went off for 55. It was one of the best individual performances I've seen. Um, if I hadn't also seen Damian Lillard do that like eight other times in his career. <laughs> um, so it was, but it was incredible. And I was just going like crazy watching this incredible individual performance while also not having almost any faith that the blazers were, <laughs> were going to actually pull off the win um, just the way that the game was going. Um and I don't think that took anything away from Damian Lillard's like performance. It just it would have been cooler if they had one, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. My my answer to this question is similar to Lillard's at the end of that night, which is it doesn't matter because we lost the game. Uh I gotcha. Context is important here. I don't think Skydig was showboating in the game after she made that nice move. Uh and that's that's kind of what we're talking about here is we're talking about Bleacher report and Twitter accounts tweeted out like a slow-mo highlight. And it was like, oh, like, isn't this a cool play? That's totally fair game. Like sports content is all about like, like cool things happen in games all the time where, you know, like I, I love seeing a grand slam if, if it bring if it ties the game, but if they lose an in extra innings, then it's like, oh, well, still a cool grand slam. Like I'm glad I saw the highlight, but if a dude hits a grand slam to put his team like within four runs and he like pimps his way around the bases. I'm going to be like, nah, dude, you're still behind. Like, (laughs) so, so yes and no. I, 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 maybe that's a, maybe that's a weak way to answer the question. But if a player showboats while they're losing and in a loss, I, I kind of laugh at them because you know, what's coming. It's so easy for anybody, any fan or any player on the other team to just be like, well, well, you handle that L oh, great. looks like you were really happy about it. Like, you know, it's you don't want to open yourself up to that, but
1: right. If it's not you celebrating, it, if it's, if the next day, if it's other people are using it as highlights and they're, they're trying to, hype if it up.
0: PTI, if PTI, the next day is saying like, you know what? Damien Lillard was a bad boy last night. It's like, yeah, well he was the highlights were pretty cool. So I, I don't mind this. I I'm kind of in the minority on this specific instance, because I don't think the, the sky dig move was all that special. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think a defender losing their footing is noteworthy. Anytime you can juke someone out of their shoes and get a bucket out of it, I think that's cool. Um, but it wasn't a particularly like flashy move in my eyes. I think it was just executed smoothly because that's how Skydig plays. Um, so that's the whole other thing that doesn't need to be part of this discussion, but yeah, in my opinion, I, I like emotions in sports. I like the bat flips. I like the flexing. Like when you get the end one call, I kind of like even barking at other players. I don't mind if, if your showboating includes kind of like not just pumping up your teammates, but kind of, you know, showing up the other team. I, I think there's room for that in sports and, and you can still call, call players, you know, good sportsmans with, with a little bit of that because sports is nothing without the emotional side right. of it. Right. Um, but if, if a player wants to act all big and bad about a highlight, like, Picture the Liz Cambage, Tina Charles uh, sequence that we've referenced a few times where like she's laughing and she's posting up. If she would have missed the shot, it would have been like, OK, then that's nothing like that's. Yeah. Who cares?
1: Like, <laughs> True. But let me ask you this. Is that is that play any like less awesome if Las Vegas loses? Yeah,
0: because I think Tina Charles just comes out in the post game and says, I got the last laugh. OK. And then it's over. Like, so I I, I, like do, I think. I th- I think we we probably value like the rings and the championships and the wins like a little too much at times but this is one instance where it's like nobody's going to care about you know Lillard's awesome playoff performance at the end of the year because they didn't make it far in the playoffs like they didn't win the game and win the series so much as it breaks my heart it's like you got to win you got to win for it to matter that's where I stand on this Kyle thanks for answering the first of uh of our of our truth questions today the second one is uh, is also kind of a branch off of this same exchange. One of the things that Skydig said that I thought was very interesting was uh, that if if Jasmine wanted uh Nija Laney highlights and, and other New York Liberty players to be highlighted, that uh, that she should talk to her own team's marketing team because, quote, <laughs> they, you know, they're only marketing one player. They're only promoting one player. Do you believe that's true? How do you think the New York Liberty have done this year, balancing the Sabrina hype with how well the play is or how well the the team is playing?
1: Here's my, here's my thing. I feel like the national media has been very heavy on Sabrina, but I actually think that New York has done a really solid job of highlighting like across the board, all their players it's in their best interest to highlight and to promote like everyone. Um, I I think that obviously you want to see more and it's, it's difficult because as an organization, you look and you say, okay, everybody wants to talk Sabrina. She, she gets, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, she gets the clicks on the, on the website and she gets the retweets and she gets the favorites and she gets all that. Um, but they also want to build the brand of their other players. That's a, that's self-interest. I think they've done a pretty good job so far of balancing that. Um, Obviously, in my opinion, Ben Nigel Laney needs to be like talked about as much as almost any player in the league right now. You know, there's only a handful of players that I think deserve to be getting the type of publicity that Ben Nigel Laney, um is earning and deserving right now. Um So I get, I get where the comment came from, but I don't know if I would single out New York and say they're doing a bad job of this. And maybe I'm, maybe I need to pay better attention to it, but from what I've seen, I feel like New York's done a pretty solid job of of hyping a lot of their players and highlighting different, you know, not just not just attaching themselves to the Sabrina train and saying like, "Yep, this is it," you know. Um, I anyway, that's that's kind of how I feel. Um, however, does the national media need to also write down Bet name and be like, "Hey, this is actually a legit contender for uh, WNBA MVP this year." Absolutely. And I would be very frustrated, um, you know, if I was in Laney's spot or if I was, you know, another player in the league that, you know, was frustrated that, you know, that a different that another player wasn't getting the amount of respect and, and hype that I thought they deserved. I would, Yeah, for sure. So there's yeah. there's my there's my take on that. How I, I'm curious. What are your thoughts on
0: that? No, I agree. Anytime, uh, anytime I see complaints that any player in the WNBA is getting too much attention or praise, I just think that's impossible. Um, (laughs) if anything, like, like we're arguing the same thing when I say, no, other players just need more. Like, I'm, I don't think Bree Stewart or Sabrina or Asia Wilson need less coverage. Like I know that's the majority of the e s p n stories you'll read about women's basketball right there with those three names, but I don't think you take away coverage from those players for how great they are. I think you enforce coverage on like uh the really good piece that was written on bet Nigel Laney today um like i I think there are people out there doing it and working hard to cover the players in the league you might be missing um uh, but i you know I wanna see pieces on Brianna Jones. And I want to see pieces on like the players that make the Connecticut Sun go that aren't John Quill Jones that we don't talk about as much, like I think more coverage for other players instead of complaining about like, oh, we're overdoing it Because like in in the grand scheme of things like on the sports landscape, women's basketball is still just trying to scratch and claw its way towards like any press it can get, and if you've got a player like Sabrina or Sue Bird, or Bree Stewart, who can get in commercials and get onto the national scene, you have to push that player forward. It's what's best for the league. Right. Um, but but in doing so, you you got to round out your coverage, make it well-rounded, obviously make it reflect the sort of diversity that exists in the league instead of just covering the white players all the time. Um, I know there's been a study done on that, that you know 80% of the league is African-American, and that does not match up with the amount of coverage that those players get. And so there's a there's a lot of things that still need fixing, but I don't think the solution is to just not talk about the great players. I I think it's just to find find the interesting stories across the board.
1: And I think the players would agree with you on that. I don't think anyone blames. Nobody's blaming Sabrina. You know, nobody's upset with Sabrina or Stewie or, you know, any of them with with the coverage that they're that they're getting. It's not their fault. They're just playing ball and they're some of the best players in the world. That's not to say that they don't deserve that coverage. They do deserve that coverage. We just also want to see that same coverage applied to, you know, Jewel Lloyd to Ben Nigelaney, to, you know, all these other players out there that seem to seem to slip under the radar continually of yeah. the national media. And it's frustrating. Um It's frustrating for us who cover the league and we're passionate about this too. And so for when, when we don't see certain players getting their, their due respect, like, yeah, that's, that's, frustrating you know it's it's yeah. upsetting to see you know that certain places don't get talked about at all I, i'm not
0: letting you out of the truth corner just yet i've got one more <laughs> i for love you it let's do I, it i think this one's gonna hurt the most okay so we're gonna talk a little bit about the minnesota Lynx and their <sighs> ailing roster they are in injury hell right now where chicago just recently left there was a vacancy and the Lynx have filled <laughs> they it. took it off uh ariel powers once again injured and natalie Achanwa both of which going to be out for multiple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're probably not expecting them back until after the Olympic break. Uh Minnesota already in a little bit of trouble. They're down. They're tied with the Sparks in the eighth spot with four and five records. They haven't really broken out, but they also haven't completely bottomed out like the Fever have. Um, so they're still kind of in the thick of things. But right now, I, I mean, the standings are pretty tight. You've got three teams tied at five and six, and then you've got a couple at four and five, and then the Mystics are down in 10th at four and six. So it, it's a lot of jostling for, for position right now. But with injuries looming for the next couple of weeks, it, it does not spell positive feelings for for the Lynx. I know Cheryl Reeve came out and said, we're going to do what we always do because no one's going to feel bad for us. Uh, I feel a little bad for them. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. But my question is, Right now, the Dream, the Liberty, and the Wings, all teams who missed the playoffs by a pretty good amount. I, the, the Dream almost made the playoffs last year. They missed by like a couple games, but all teams that missed the playoffs last year, they're all sitting pretty right now as kind of the below the top three teams. Like they, there's that tier of top three teams that we always talk about. Connecticut, Seattle, Vegas. Um, those next three teams are this young up and comers trying to hold off kind of the more veteran, more injured teams. And my, my question is simple. There's a limited number of playoff spots. Do you think the Lynx are going to get in? And if so, who do you think they're going to bump out
1: right now? It's, it's hard to say bump because technically Minnesota's in that eight spot. However, there's one, two, three, four teams with four wins, right? And then the three teams above them have five wins. So there's literally one game separating, like fifth place and 11th place right now. Um If Chicago wins tomorrow, you know, wins their next game, they bump from 11th to eighth. Like it's, it's literally just fractions of a game at this point that that's going to take you from nearly a, a first round bye to your second to last in the league and not even sniffing the playoffs. So there's a lot there. So obviously there's a lot of, of thing of movement that could happen as it sits. Even with their injuries, I still feel like Minnesota has the firepower to go out and win a good chunk of their games, um, if not the majority of their games. I think that Minnesota is likely to still make the playoffs, and I'll tell you who they're bumping. All right, I think Indiana's not probably making the playoffs. Um, Washington, as of late, has looked pretty decent, has, has snagged a couple wins. I still don't know if they're going to... I don't know what they're going to look like because we don't know the future for Elena Deladon. We don't know what, um, Miesman's plans are. We know that Alicia Clark's out. So Washington is, is like writing the, the coattails of Tina Charles, who t- honestly is playing phenomenal. Um, but you know, is only one player. Um, I think Washington, uh, unless things really turn around is likely to miss. I think the sparks are likely to miss. And so I do have, uh, Um, I do have Minnesota pretty much staying standing pat at number eight. Um, and I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to be a top four team and winning a bye. I think they'll probably be in that seven to eight range, which hurts me because I made the prediction that they were going to be the number two best team, uh, in the league. And I had Connecticut down at like that seven. I think I had them at seven and Connecticut's the number two team in the league right now. So, um, yeah, that's I do think the Minnesota is still going to make the playoffs. These injuries do hurt them, but they're not the only team battling with that. And they still have a ton of firepower with Crystal Dangerfield, um Nafisa Collier, Sylvia Fowles. You know, they got McBuckets like they got they got players and they've got Cheryl Reeve. And that's I think that that squad is still a playoff uh playoff team. So that's where I'm sitting on the links. I'm curious what your thoughts are on that.
0: Yeah, I had the links high as well. Um, I think we were all kind of expecting Seattle, Vegas, and Chicago to make up that top three. And then we kind of filled in the rest of our playoff spots with who we thought had a good chance of getting there. And then we played it pretty safe with who we had missing. Now I'm looking at things thinking it really could go all kinds of like only four teams are locks right now. Seattle, Connecticut, and Vegas are in, and the Fever are out. Um, every, all the other eight teams, it's up for grabs. The thing I'm worried about is I don't know what to do with the Chicago sky mm. because I think, yeah. I think if there's one team that like, I'm with you. I think Minnesota will win when maybe they shouldn't and then also lose some games that they would have if they were healthy. And I think they'll stick around 500. But if you're a game or two below 500, that's, you might get bumped from that eight seed. And I know Chicago is better than the 11th best team in the league. There's no way that you can look at that roster, even with how poorly they've played and say that's the second worst.
1: No, not you know, even close. T- you know, not amount not even of close. talent
0: in the league. So, uh, I'll, I'll turn it back on you here. I, I think Minnesota will miss the playoffs. Okay. Or from where I'm sitting right now. But it's because I think the Liberty are going to get in. I think the wings are going to get in.
1: What about Atlanta? Atlanta's playing good enough right now that they they look like they could. I Yeah, like Atlanta and Phoenix are complete
0: wild cards. I don't know what they're going to do. I think the sparks will fall out. But what it ultimately comes down to is, like, Chicago has started from so far behind, but I think is better than 11th, and I think they're going to get some wins, and I wonder if they're going to get enough to knock out – like. Cheryl Reeve never misses the playoffs. The links are there every year, no matter what stage of a rebuild they're in. It doesn't matter. And I feel like this.
1: Yeah, they don't, they don't rebuild. They just like, no, we reload. And, and by the way, Phoenix is the same
0: way. And Chicago was basically saying championship or bust as soon as they got Candace Parker. They got, they got droves of new fans, at least Twitter fans saying, I'm on the Chicago train and we're going to win a championship this year. And of those three teams I just mentioned, Feels like one of them's not going to make it, and I think the Lynx are the least talented, at least in their damaged state, of the three. Of
1: them. Mm. If 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 you got Chicago going in, I don't know how I feel about Atlanta. Because here's the thing: Chicago at eleven is literally one game like out of playing it, out of taking Atlanta's spot. If they were to play Atlanta and win, Atlanta drops to you know eleven. And Chicago drops and Chicago jumps to five or whatever, you know, or whatever jumps to eight. Like Chicago literally is just one game behind Atlanta and Atlanta's up at five. Atlanta could easily miss the playoffs. I still think that Minnesota is probably a better team than Atlanta. Definitely the Fever and very likely the Sparks and the Mystics. I think if those four are down and Dallas, who knows? Dallas could go on a streak and could shoot all the way up to like a, a four at a first round bye, they can also start really struggling and drop down to an 11 spot. Like I don't, I have no idea what to think about the Dallas wings other than as you would say, they're in the fun column. Um, that's where I've got Dallas. And so I, I think that Minnesota has, uh, for lack of a better term, they've got, they've got the, the muscle, they've got the horses to get into the playoffs. Um, and I think that there's probably five teams I could easily argue, maybe probably even six teams that I could easily argue uh, missing the playoffs before I argue Minnesota. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. That's also me being very hopeful because I picked Minnesota as the number two team in the league. So take that with a grain of salt.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, had, I had Chicago two or three and I had uh, I had Minnesota four. So my standings from the beginning of the season are just bunk already. Um, but I, it is very exciting. Uh, that's it for the truth corner. I'm glad we covered the beef. I'm glad we got to how we feel about celebrations and, and how we feel about the current standings. Some of the teams that are concerning us with their early season slumps. Uh, but now I'm going to kind of transition us into, if you look at the week ahead, we're sitting here on a Monday night, looking at some teams that are real tight in the standings. There's some really good games this week. I'm wondering if there's any that stand out to you as games to watch, either because they're going to shift the standings one way or another, or just because they're going to be really good matchups. Do you have, uh, do you have any circled on the calendar for me that we can dig into?
1: Uh, yeah, as far as like upcoming games, there's several yeah. really good ones that I'm really excited about. Um, one is that Chicago Sky Minnesota Lynx game that as you all are listening to this, it should be happening tonight, um, at 9 p.m. Eastern. That one's a big one. Um, there's another one that I was looking at here a little bit later. Um, (laughs) more just for fun. Anytime a team is looking dominant and another team is looking absolutely terrible. I love to watch those games. And a lot more often than not, they, they randomly like end up in an upset or at least really close June 17th, Seattle and Indiana. I'm, I really want to watch that game. <laughs> and I'm curious how Seattle approaches it. Do they actually rest players? They could probably rest two of their big, big time players and still come out with a W. I don't know. I don't know how Seattle's going to approach that. Um, but, uh, I, I always, anytime a team's looking dominant and a team's looking terrible, I like to watch those types of games because there's, <laughs> there just seems to be something there. How about you? Any particular games that catch your eye? Uh, I mean I don't want to see a dead body so I would probably <laughs> skip, skip that, that one game. just check the score see uh, uh um, see if it, if Seattle wins by 30 or 40
0: I I teased at the top of the show that the storm were rolling they're on a three game winning streak they beat Connecticut without John Quill Jones uh behind 22-9 and 5 from Bree Stewart and they beat them bad they beat them by 33 23 that's the math yeah they they beat him in blowout fashion uh Connecticut just couldn't hang with them now they've got two games against Indiana and another one with Washington where you get Tina Charles and uh, Washington still trying to figure some things out. So I fully expect Seattle to continue to roll this week. I I love watching them play because I love seeing Stewie and Jewel do their thing. But I don't think that's the one that I'm looking forward to the most, just because I don't know if there's a, a ton of intrigue there. No offense to those teams. Um I am looking forward to both on the 15th and on the 17th. We've got a a nice little two game series between Las Vegas and the New York Liberty. Mm. And I think those are going to be interesting.
1: That would be that's a really exciting matchup, actually.
0: Yeah. Anytime I see the Liberty play, I still don't know if I believe it. I, I certainly understand the process and I like the players they've put together and I like the confidence that they're playing with. But I still anticipate them going on like a sudden four game slump and finding themselves down in like <laughs> the nine or ten spot because that every team is susceptible to that right now um just the the way that the standings are if you're in one of those five or you know four or five win teams that makes up the majority of the league right now, you hit a bad stretch or someone sprains their ankle for a week and a half and suddenly you're i mean you're scrambling. It's it's going to be a real dogfight for who gets the last couple of playoff spots, and I think games like that are going to matter. Like Vegas is probably safely in; they were pretty close to getting to a championship last year. Seattle ran over them in the finals, but you know they ended the season as the number one seed, so they want to get back there. They're going to be focused, but I think the Liberty really have a lot to prove. So I'm looking forward to that matchup. I also am looking at Dallas Wings against Minnesota on the 17th, just because every time the Wings play, I'm intrigued. Uh, I keep waiting for the game that's going to tell me, Hey, they're for real. Like they shouldn't just be like a fun story. They should be feared. And I don't think I've had that yet, but if they can take advantage of an ailing Minnesota team that we've spent a lot of time talking about today, uh, that's a step in the right direction. They play them twice in the coming week Uh, and picking up a couple wins right now. As I just said, like those, those wins come at a premium Um, and the, the the standings are pretty packed. So those are going to matter a lot. Um yeah those those are the ones that I've got circled looking forward to to all of those. Obviously we've got a bunch of games coming this week which we will continue to cover for you guys. Uh we will have I'm assuming a like a Thursday or maybe Friday episode this week where we're we're going to catch you up and have a <laughs> that's right. Sorry I got I got distracted because Indiana did beat Seattle last year and Seattle was maybe a better team last year.
1: Uh um, not maybe I think for so, sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you know what you make an excellent point, uh, Re- Rebecca's 1285. That is that is an oversight on my part. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we had an announcement today, teasing at the top of the show. There is going to be an all-star game this year. It's going to be a little bit different than what you're used to. It's going to be July. Let me see if I got this right. July 17th in Vegas. WNBA all-star game. July 14th. 14th. July 14th. Yep. I apologize. July 14th. I already got on my calendar. They're gonna have an all-star game. <laughs> it's going to be team USA against an all-star roster, which means the all-star roster will not consist of anyone who's on team USA. So that opens up some things for discussion.
1: This is going to be kind of a fun. Yeah, it's going to be really fun.
0: Yeah. Some, some players that are maybe like fan favorites that they've always wanted to say like, they're an all-star, but like you kind of understand like, yeah, but like not over Stewie or not over Trazi or whatever like that. Um, Some of those players are actually going to get some nods this year. And I'm wondering if there's any we we tweeted this out earlier today and maybe you answered uh, in your head, Kyle, or maybe you had some thoughts. Who's kind of your super sneaky pick for someone deserving of an all star nod this year? that people aren't talking about. And if you say Bet I'm going to walk upstairs and rip your headphones off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, so, so I want to, I want to just make sure that cause you did a great job explaining. It. I just want to make sure that everybody knows a little bit on like the details of how it's going to happen. Right. Um, so the game is going to match all stars voted in who are members of the team USA. So all stars are going to be voted on. And those who are voted on who are on the women's national team, they'll get to play. And the other voted on all stars that, that aren't on team USA. So it has to be non team USA players. Um, I'm really interested to see um kind of where this comes from. Cause I think obviously a lot of it is going to be, you would assume that it would be like non USA based players. You know, I think somebody like, you know, obviously like Kean nurse, you know, team Canada, you've got uh Sammy Whitcomb, you know, down in Australia, yep. Liz Cambage, yep. right? Those are non-team USA players. However, I don't know exactly what their the hard part with that is. I don't know exactly where those players are going to be at this point. Are they already going to like right. be heading out to their teams? Like, you know, like so. It, this makes it a really difficult prediction to make is what i guess what i'm saying is i can't i don't want to like necessarily give you names right now i don't know how it's going to play out because i don't know exactly who's all going to be dedicated to what team at that point and and so so not to not to give a not to give like a cop out but like that's unless unless you've got someone in mind specifically that maybe you've done your research a little better than i have but
0: no, I I have a couple of players that I that I had in mind, but Sammy Whitcomb's a really good example of like she she would be a good candidate this year as someone you wouldn't normally think of as being a like an obvious All Star, but like but she's playing great I'll basketball, basketball play, like in, one.
1: in New York. Yeah. And if you
0: if you take away, you know, in the past, if you weren't a top twenty player in the league that season, you didn't really have a chance of making an All Star team. Um, but you like you reasonably could. Like there there are reasons that. Players ahead of you might not, and you could get in as like the twentieth best player. This year, it's almost like if you're the thirty-sixth best player in the league, but like, you know, team USA has a roster and then other countries have rosters and commitments, and then other players, like there's a lot of injuries this year, it might fall to you. Okay. And I don't think that lessens it at all. Injuries are a part of the game every year. And it's a weird year with the Olympics. I don't think I don't put a lot of stock in like a single all-star appearance it, for, for it to bother me like, Oh, that Ryan. person's an all-star, but they don't deserve it. It's like, yeah, they do. Like if someone is an eight time all-star by the end of their career and one of them is because of like a funny year, it's like, okay, so they're a seven time all-star. Like what does it matter? Yeah. It's, it's like, still <laughs> really solid. Um, And then if it's their, their only one, then we'll just know like, Oh, like they were an all-star that year. And then it kind of says a lot that it was only that year. So like, I'm not worried about that. But I think there are players out there. My answer on Twitter was, I think Ariel Atkins is having a very good year. I would like to see her getting some consideration. Uh, Smoney in the chat says Jackie Young. Jackie's played really well. The one that I wonder is like, if enough players get picked for for Team USA that are like the front runners and enough players either sit out with injuries or other commitments or honestly, just like not interested in, uh, like maybe they like, I, I don't think this happens as much with the, the WNBA, but maybe they decline a roster spot to heal up or just rest in the middle of the season. I'd like to see Nia Coffey. Um, I, I think I, I'm not going to say Marina Mabry because I think that one's more obvious. Those were the two that I was like worried we were going to get in the chat was Mabry and Betnijah Um because everyone on Twitter is like, no one's talking about these players, and they're saying it so much that now like people are like talking about those players a lot. So, like, those are not surprises anymore. But I just keep, like, I don't have the stats in front of me. Maybe that's, a, maybe that's a really dumb pick. But every time Nia Coffee does anything good in a game, I'm like, you know what? We don't talk about her enough. I think she's entering my, like, underrated players list that I just kind of mentally keep track of throughout the season.
1: No, those are both really good picks. And again, I think, yeah, I mean, it really depends on how things shape up for the the women's, you know, for Team USA, which I I'm I'm trying to find. Have they released like an official full roster? I don't know if they have. So I think obviously there's a lot of players in the pool. Yeah,
0: I'm assuming when people say like, oh, we know who's on it. I'm assuming it's just like because we just kind of know who's going to be on. it. Right. And so, um, yeah, but let me. I, I yeah, can't find one the page right now with like a million. And it's all the pool, right? Yeah, there's yeah. like 30 players on there. So I don't know. I, yeah, I, Atkins is on there. Jordan Canada is on there. I
1: would need a roster. I would need a, a set roster. I don't have a memorized roster right now of who's going to be on, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I've even seen one. Maybe I just haven't been paying attention. So that's on me if if it is. But this anyway. is
0: probably a a pretty like pretty close look at who's going to be in the All Star game. If like if they yeah, don't the make pool. Team USA, yeah. it's going to be these players. So you've got Atkins, Canada, Kalia Copper. That's a good one. Oh, Smiley. Uh, was State? She a, yeah, they got first. Yeah, yeah, Laysha Clarendon. Clarendon, who like didn't have a team, yeah, and and then found a home in Minnesota and has been playing really well.
1: Yeah, Clarendon, um, I think is is going to be. Yeah, I think Clarendon will likely make the spot. I don't see why not. Um, Leisha so Gray and
0: Chelsea Gray, that makes sense. We're
1: seeing in our Twitch chat. They're usually the ones that keep us on track here. It says they have qualified. I don't think the roster is set yet. Okay. That makes me feel better. Once we see a set roster, I, I'll, I will make a prediction. Let me know. I, let's, let's bump that to another, we'll, another we'll episode. Yeah. Let's come back to this. Cause you know, I would love to see, you know, if, if, uh, you know, if Sylvia Fowles isn't on, I think Sylvia Fowles is an all star this year for sure. You know, if, if, uh, Atkins, you know, is a great pick, you know, let's say they don't have, yeah. I don't know. Let's say they don't have uh Brianna Turner. I think Brianna Turner is a great, you know, potential uh, you know, I think that she'd be fantastic on the on the All-Star squad. But I think that a lot of the players who are on, you would assume are, you know, but you never know. Like someone like Jasmine Thomas um yeah, could could be could be on there. I think that that she makes a lot of sense. She's played some great basketball and it currently is sitting at, you know, they're sitting at eight and two or eight and three, excuse me. Um, so I don't know. There's a, I, yeah, let, let's revisit this, but I like this idea. Regardless, can we find out if this is going to be open to any public or if this is going to be just media or if this is just going to be, because I looked at tickets to go to a Las Vegas aces game. And right now it's only open to season tickets holders. And I get that also I'm, I'm vaccinated, and I would love to attend a game. So yeah. if if you got if any of you have connections with the Aces, let me know. That's a quick trip. That's a quick like weekend drive uh, for both Logan and I, as well as Steve. And uh, we'd be we'd be down if if possible. If any of you got connections, there. especially
0: yeah, you know, I I think the WNBA is is being rightfully cautious, but it would for be sure. fun to have like, an official like full reopening. And maybe like the first time you have a full stadium after like a year and a half of, of pandemic safety measures is like, Hey, the All-Star game. And then we're back. So like everybody come to the All-Star game. But like Vegas is open right now. Like if I'm wearing my Golden Knights jersey tonight, they, they won tonight. They're up on the, uh, on Montreal. Um. Go, go Golden Knights. I'm, I'm on that train. Uh, but their, their stadium's full and it's like kind of wild still. Like it's, I'm not totally used to, I've been to some basketball games. I went to Portland and, and saw some playoff games and it was like, I think they opened it up to like 6,000 people when I was there, mm-hmm. which is like, I think Utah, not even a the Utah quarter. Jazz
1: are up like at full capacity. Like they're still wearing masks, but it's at full capacity. Yeah. They're, they're getting
0: there. So, so Vegas is one of those stadiums where like the Golden Knights are hosting like a hundred percent capacity. So I wonder if the All-Star game, they'll be willing to to let some people in the doors that would be really interesting Um, while during this discussion i ended up just looking up a stats page and there's something that i want to spring on you and if if you don't know we can just edit this out um because it's not fair but (laughs) there (laughs) there are uh I, i was just looking at the three pointers like just the total three pointers made stat for the league this year Ooh. Do you do you want to try to to venture a guess as to a couple of the names in those in those top five? Oh, at three,
1: uh, three pointers made.
0: There, yeah. There's a one and a two, and then three players tied for three.
1: Ooh, um, I would guess, I would guess, Jewel Lloyd is on that yeah, squad. She's, she's one of them. Okay, yeah. I would also guess, uh, probably. Is a Goomba Wale on there? She's usually more yep. of a slasher. Is she on there? Okay. Yep. She and she and Lloyd are tied. Okay. They're both on the two and the three. They're both tied at three. Yeah. Ooh. Um, ooh. I got to think of somebody who's, who's up from there. Uh, probably is Atkins that high? Bingo. That's number one. Okay. Okay. Dude, I'm not looking this up. I'm actually, I'm really happy. I, I, I don't, I don't want to say, uh, make an, a fool of myself, but I'm going to say Atkins. So Atkins, Lloyd, and uh, who did I who did I say? Enrique Enrique Yeah. Who's who's number two? Just tell me because I don't want to so, – at this point, I'm guessing. Man, you're and crushing it, though. I am. I know. And this is when I, I leave the <laughs> table. This is when I leave the roulette table because I'm ahead. All right. So that's that's a good call. Atkins
0: leads the league in three quarters made with 30. Okay. Marina Mabry is one behind. Oh, okay. 19. That makes sense. Yeah. Maybe yeah, yeah. I should have guessed Mabry. Eriqubuwalley—they're all tied with 28. Sue's that high? Yeah. See, I would have thought yeah. maybe
1: someone like uh, Sammy Whitcomb.
0: Yeah, she is in the top five in three-point
1: percentage. Gotcha. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I did not expect that Sue Bird was that high. Mabry makes sense. I don't know why I didn't say Mabry. That makes sense. And I knew Atkins had been had been just reigning threes, especially like yeah, especially over the last few games. She's she's shot really well, like. Yeah, so the, those ones were on the top of mind. Jewel Lloyd's been playing phenomenally, and I know the three balls a big part of her yep. game. Um I was wondering if it was going to be somebody like, if it was going to be somebody like, like Stewie likes to let it launch it from back there, mm-hmm. and or maybe like Skydig, you know, could, uh, something like that. But yeah, I'm okay, I'm I'm glad I went with who I went with. Then Mabry makes so much sense. I love that
0: Atkins is up there because because Mabry and Ogumbawale... Both Dallas wings and then Sue and Jewel Lloyd, both Seattle storm players and then
1: Ariel Atkins. That's wild. I know it's nobody from Vegas. I can say that with like (laughs) full confidence. Let's,
0: let's go find the first Vegas player.
1: Yeah. Scroll down. I don't, I don't have have the list that you're looking at. Yeah. I'm curious how far down the, the first Vegas player is. Oh, oh, it only, it's only letting me, oh, totals. There we go.
0: It was sorting me by per game. I want totals. Let's see. Let's what comes to Bree Stewart is, uh, dang, you were really close. Bree Stewart is like the next tier, like after all those players that are tied at three mm-hmm. is Stewie and Courtney Williams, John Jones, Kelsey Mitchell, which is yeah, uh, what's was going chat. That oh, was a good okay, one. Okay, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, somebody says Kelsey Mitchell. That was another name that came to mind, but I wasn't sure on that one because I know that she had a couple nights where she wasn't. Riquana Williams, there's a Vegas ace. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: But how far down? Uh, tied for seventh. Okay. With twenty twenty three. That's actually then, a little impressive, actually. But but the next one after that is probably not close. <laughs> Anyway, well, yeah, that's a just just a fun little stat for you. I, I was looking around at who might be an that's all-star one. that I wasn't paying attention to, and I was a little surprised. And i I think on our well, Monday I like, show, I like Atkins because I didn't we
1: mention Atkins.
0: You mentioned Atkins. Yeah, I, I want to have a, a surprising stat for you after our Truth Corner, <laughs> um, just to just to see if I can trip you up. So, I like it. Um, yeah all- star game coming in July
1: I will not do that well I will not do that well on future just so everybody knows don't have your expectations that Kyle's gonna answer those like really well no you you crush <laughs> that
0: I was like I, I I want him to see if he can guess three of the five and then you just like pew, pew, like not even a problem I'll have to make it tougher
1: I'm um, no I'm i I'm extremely surprised that I guessed three of the three of the five and uh sue super does surprise me Um, I, I've not, I guess, been paying attention to how she's been shooting the three ball, but, uh, yeah, don't expect that. I'm going to know those off the top of my head in the future. Moving forward, everyone (laughs) just get ready to be disappointed. (laughs) Okay. Got it, man.
0: (laughs) Well, this has been fun. I I'm glad we were able to touch on kind of the goings on today, both the the injuries going on in Minnesota and the beef and the all-star game. Uh, obviously there's a lot of stuff coming up. There were no games today, which is a bummer, but that's kind of why we decided to record. Um, but you can catch three games tomorrow, including, uh, that Chicago, Minnesota matchup, Seattle at Indiana and New York at Vegas. Those are all, I, I, you're never going to catch me saying like, Oh, that game is like so boring sounding like I'm not even going to watch it, but that's a good, uh, that's a good lineup. I, I know you're more interested in the Seattle, Indiana matchup than I am, but. <laughs> Um, I to think our chest point, maybe, maybe it'll be more interesting than I think. Uh, and then Wednesday, you've got just a standalone Phoenix at LA. And then Thursday, a whole slate of games. You got 10 teams playing on Thursday. And by then, I'm sure we'll have another episode coming your way. So, uh, standings are going to change. Things are going to keep on moving. This is the thick of the season. This is the, 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 the
1: meat. Uh, this is the, like in, yeah, you're, you are right in. In the heat of everything right now, like the the hot chocolate is cooled to the point where you can
0: start like chugging a little bit, but it's not gross and like lukewarm yet. Yeah, this, like, is, this is this is it. This is prime. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you for joining us on this episode. Uh, really, I always enjoy doing this with you, Kyle. Uh, if there's Ways that people can reach out to us and be a part of the show and interact with us. Could you let them know now, please?
1: Absolutely. So the best way to contact us, if you're looking to just touch base is on Twitter at WNBA nation pod. We have a blast with our Twitch, uh our Twitch audience here, our Twitch stream. They're really, they really become part of the show because uh, a lot of the comments and things make it into the show. Um, so if you haven't checked us out on Twitch, really come over, hit us up with a follow. If you've got an Amazon prime subscription, it takes two seconds to support what we're trying to do as far as our WNBA coverage. Um, connect that that Amazon Prime uh, to Twitch and, and you can subscribe for absolutely free. Um, that's another great way to hang out. We're planning on uh, recording twice a week. We live stream all of that um, here live on Twitch. Um, other ways to get in contact with, or other ways to, to you know, uh, interact with us. Uh, you can also check out our merch at Um You can see the merchandise that we've got up there. You can check out, you know, uh, the different uh, shirts and cups and socks and everything that we have for sale there. If you happen to like the, um, if you like the, we have a specific uh, shirt and I guess merchandise line there called uh, I'm a nobody or the be a nobody um, Lion, that's just in response to, uh, a t- you know, when, when people say, Oh, nobody watches the WNBA. If you, if you buy one of those uh, pieces of merchandise, all of the proceeds that go from that, um, we funnel right back into purchasing tickets for people to go and experience a game for the first time. So. We like to, to try and put that money right back into the WNBA and let them know that there's a lot of people who are quote unquote the nobodies watching, uh, the WNBA. Um, also, uh, feel free to, uh, hit us up with a five star review. If you happen to be listening on iTunes, that's, uh, that's, or not iTunes, excuse me, Apple podcasts, I guess is the, is the new, um, the new way to say that, but Apple podcast specifically, if you, if you have a chance to hit us up with a five star review there, we always like to read those, uh, out loud on, on Mike. Um, as well as if you're listening to the podcast on any other uh, podcast platform, hit us with a follow, hit us with a subscription or, or whatever that is a rating on there. We appreciate that. Um, but yeah, anything that I miss, Logan? No, that was perfect. Uh, as always, we appreciate
0: your support and you listening to the show, your comments on how we can make it better, what you like about it, uh, things you'd like to see included. So let us know at any of those, uh, avenues that Kyle just outlined. And we're always working to make it better. And we want to be, you know, we want to be the first resource people come to when they, they want to get into the league. They want to choose a team. They want to know more about the history and, and, uh, and just enjoy the league as we do. So. Um, with your support, I don't know if you guys, you listeners, know this, but uh, we we are uh, often we we are the uh, Kyle knows this more than I do, but we're we're usually the first podcast that comes up when you search WNBA things. And we really care about that because it makes us very happy that that people like us that much. So
1: we're gonna. Oh, and uh just a, a heads up, we are now officially in the top 100 podcasts that are basketball related, and uh, hey, there's yeah. some, there's some uh, we are the first uh, WNBA podcast to break that top 100 barrier, which is really exciting. Um, and just so everybody knows there's, there's several other WNBA podcasts that are close that are right there as well. Good friends of ours. Uh, you know, you've got Windsider and around the rim and, and several others that are, are right there, uh, knocking on that door, but it was kind of cool to see us break into that top 100 in the basketball category. Um, and uh to to get a little wmba representation um in that realm so that was a that was a big milestone that we uh that we were happy to see um all of you help us break and so thank you for that we we really really appreciate that yeah
0: that does it for us man we're gonna wrap this one up again in an efficient less than an hour package for people to to take uh, <laughs> on their way to work or on their way home from work or at work if you're me you listen to it at work um, but really appreciate all of you who joined the Twitch chat uh, for this show. We know it's a little bit later recording. We always have fun with you guys on here. Smoney, thanks for your input. Rebecca's, you were here. Kay- uh, Kayla, dose 3 good seeing you again. Maybe uh, maybe we can figure something out for this year's All-Star Game if they let fans in. We can we can see all of you there. So until then, uh, for WNBA
1: Nation, I am Logan Jones. I'm Kyle Haywood. And we got you next time.